Welcome to the Working Together podcast. I'm your host, Stefan Morales, thinker, maker, doer behind Working Together, a burgeoning hub of can-do and know-how inspired to explore who we are and how we can work together better. I'm fascinated by all the ingredients that you need to really make something happen, to really engage a system and the groups of people within it. And so, on this podcast, you'll hear a lot of stories from the people, projects, businesses, campaigns, communities, and so on, who are striving for a more sustainable and progressive world. I call them the archipelagos of a possible future. You'll hear their trials and tribulations, their reflections, their lessons learned, and hopefully you'll walk away with some actionable advice to start your own archipelago. Because what the world needs more than anything right now is more archipelagos of a possible future. So have a listen and join me. In this episode of the Working Together podcast, I go back into the archive and I pull out a snippet from my conversation with Kevin Kelly over a year ago. A little snippet that I think is important at this moment, at this time of the year especially. This is New Year's Eve. This is when some of us uh, might be thinking about making a resolution. And this little clip is meant to educate us, you, me, uh, the world, whatever, on why um, maybe that isn't as important as we think it is uh, and why what might be more important is just trying to figure out where you are in the landscape of your life. So have a listen and think on it. Okay, so the clip that you're about to hear, um, Kevin Kelly and I, uh, Kevin Kelly, uh, Wired Magazine fame, so on and so forth, written books about technology, uh, including The Inevitable, which was kind of the reason why we were talking for this interview, um, and go into the show notes, you can get a link to the previous uh, episode, uh, the full episode with Kevin Kelly there. Anyways, in this episode... Um, uh, I'm zeroing in on this one important little uh, piece, which has stuck with me for the past, well, ever since ever since I had this conversation with Kevin, but especially over the past seven months, because uh, over the past seven months, my life has been totally different. Um, before then, I was uh, working a desk job, uh, had nine to five uh, daily routines. Um, what what more can I say? Life was fairly routinized in many respects. Uh, and, and now, um, my family and I were traveling uh, around and living out of a truck camper, um, which is quite different than what a lot of people do. Anyways, that experience has been jarring. Uh, it's been uh, one of the best experiences that... I've had in my life in terms of the learnings and the you know just just everything that I'm seeing through that experience right now Um, and uh, you know some of it has to do with our lifestyles Uh, how you know how excessive they are in the first world especially in in developed countries very excessive Um, needless needless space needless things just excessive amounts of things that just, it's not good. It's not good. 
Um, and we don't need it. We can we can be fairly happy with very little. Um, so I'm learning a lot about sufficiency and enoughness and all of this. Um, but then also learning a lot about what uh, what I would say is possibility is this idea of kind of um, opening yourself up to possibility um, and and trying to see the context that you're in and listen to it and understand it uh, to then respond accordingly uh, to it um, has been of immense importance and it's something that I'm still struggling to figure out uh, and it has nothing to do with um, you know uh, kind of productive daily routines and uh, you know having some sort of uh, framework of goals or a resolution or something that you're trying to do um, but it's kind of almost the opposite of that it's about adaptability and change and um, you know being creative with what you got making do so to speak right so that's that's really uh, where this this little clip comes in so have a listen and then we'll come back and we'll talk some more about how you can kind of implement some lessons from this rather than doing the new year's resolution thing not that i think it's bad i just think well you know what's it's just it, who knows what you're gonna achieve right but what you do know is what you have right now which is the present moment in front of you so side but <laughs> sometimes I feel like that's what it is but it's this um it's this call to hustle you know that you gotta just and it's it's in folks like Gary Vaynerchuk and all those kind of folks right who just say get out the door have a 16 hour day where you're just doing nothing but hustle and I think that for a lot of people is resonating because of uh, you know, this situation where you see high rents and you see these these barriers, I guess, right? I think there are phases. I, I, you know, I, I think um, I, th I think there are phases and there should be phases and I think there are probably moments when you want to do 16 hours a day hustling mm -hmm. and you're not, you're, you're not eating, you're just, you're just completely consumed by uh, you know, doing this thing and I think it's appropriate. And then I think, you know, after you do that for eight months or nine months or whatever it is, and you, you take a, you take a break and you do absolutely nothing and you, you know, you doodle in your studio, um, or you master call of duty three, whatever it is. And I, I, I think that to me is, um, seems to me to be the, uh, highly evolved a lifestyle where you are, are in phases. Um, I think if you are assisting our hustling for 10 years or more, that, you know, that's just, a, that's just a recipe for disaster. And I think if you're just playing Call of Duty for 10 years or more, that's also, so, oh, yeah. Yeah. um, I, I, I think, I, I think, I, uh, think this idea of, uh, of phases or seasons, uh, 
makes more sense where you kind of go deep in these modes and um at least that fits my personality a lot better Mm -hmm. well it's kind of like a more more bumpy and kind of you know uh it's a bumpy geography of life rather than just this consistent smooth you know nine to five or if you're hustling like crazy nine to nine to ten or whatever it might be you know it's it's a little sorry I think the metaphor, I would say, not so much bumpy, is more like a landscape where mm. you are ascending a mountain, and then you kind of you come to the descent where you kind of open up into a big valley, and so uh, and then you may go into kind of you know, the woods, or then you kind of you're floating down the river. So it's sort of like a landscape view where you then you cross the valley and you have to ascend the mountains again, mm. and. Um, uh, so, so for a period of time, you're just climbing, and then there's a period of time where you're kind of meandering, and there's a period of time when you are, you know, exploring, and a period of time when you are, um, uh, you know, thrashing through the mud. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of like a landscape view of uh, of life. And you know it. it... The funny thing about how you how you describe that it's that's a parallel with your story, I think, right? And the journeys that you've had through these different landscapes um, that made such yeah, an impact. And, and on it's you. also right. There's also kind of a what I call kind of a project uh, framework for. I think in terms of projects, and each project may have its own rhythm and quality. So rather than a career, it's just kind of, you know, the career entailed, you kind of show up and do the same thing for 35 years, and then you're, you're dismissed. Um, the project oriented is more like, you know, you have these seasons or these patches or these terrains that you hmm. are in for a while, and then you are, and then you shift, you, you break through, you arrive at a different terrain different project and you spend some time and there may be shifting there may be intermediate periods where you aren't doing much or you're you're resting or whatever um i think that's uh another framework for kind of understanding a life where you um you know again it's like phases or periods or projects my friend Stuart Brand, he's he has divided his life into projects, and he says any project that's he sort of is worth doing is usually about a five-year duration from the moment he thinks of it to the moment he lets it go, hmm. and um, roughly, and that that you know that um, so he was kind of pacing himself, like how many five-year projects do I have left in hmm. my life, and um, Choosing just the um, right ones. Yeah, right. You have to you have to really select and mm-hmm. be careful about those because you have a limited number of of projects that you get to throw your life into. Mm-hmm. And I think you know, thinking in those those kind of terms, you know, it's like you'll be at this thing for maybe five, you know, approximately five years, and so you want it to be a great great run. Um, and it might have its own rhythm. That 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 a particular project will have its own rhythm, and um, then you know there'll be a 
you have a break, and hopefully you'll have a shift time in between, a gap, mm-hmm. before you start the next one. What is it I think that we need to take from from that conversation with Kevin? Why 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 did I pick this on this New Year's Eve, in this moment of uh, New Year's resolutions and whatnot? Why why this particular notion uh, of the landscape, and then this other idea of projects and their rhythm? Well, two reasons. First, the landscape one. Um, I think it's important for us to recognize that whatever it is that we're trying to pursue, whatever work it is that we're trying to do in this world, what I like to think of as our good big work, the, the work that that is meaningful, that is uh, tied to our very uh, essence, and that, that has something that's giving back to the world in some way, that, that kind of work, right? Not necessarily the work that you do for a paycheck, uh, but in some cases, work that you do do for money it, it can be that as well um but it's this good big work uh that i'm talking about here and uh how we relate to it right um sometimes uh, it may be the case that we do get to climb that mountain we do get to hustle you know we we have that room and that space to do that and there's a there's a lot of fanfare and loveliness about that idea, and it's great, you do get a lot done. Uh, but sometimes there's a certain blindness that comes with that, uh, with that mode of life, with that particular place in the landscape of life. Uh, and I think, you know, sticking with this metaphor of the landscape, when you're hiking through that kind of terrain, and uh, you're trying to just get up and over the hill, if you've ever gone on big hikes before, I mean, after about six hours or so, it starts to become uh, fairly routine, uh, monotonous experience. There's still a vista, there's still a view all around you, but you're trying to get to the next camp. You're trying to get to the next spot, the next little sub-goal in your bigger goal, right? Um, and, uh, and your head is down and you're doing the work and you're kind of maybe in a bit of a flow state but you're also just plugging along um and when you're in that headspace uh it's it's hard to be open to possibility it's hard to see what what could happen right uh other than going up and then there's these other moments in life where there's a bit more slack And if you go back to the full conversation I have with Kevin, we do talk about Slack a little bit as well. Um, But he kind of references it a bit here, this idea of playing Call of Duty forever and ever. Uh, (laughs) uh, Or or just sitting in your studio doodling for a long time. Um, It's this idea of of creating Slack, of creating stoppage, uh, of rest, of reflection, of kind of just listless 
um, you know, uh, uh, unintentional, intuitive space that you can find yourself in where you're really trying to develop your intuition and you're trying to develop your ability to see possibility all around you and that's that's another kind of feature of life's landscape that I think is talked about less um, but is just as important as scaling the mountains uh, towards um, some sort of peak experience um, and and that's that's kind of the the reason why I think that is so important at this time of year because so much about the new years is this idea of like a fresh start of having a having a whole new year ahead of you to achieve some new thing that you want to do um, uh, have a resolution to do that uh, on this night for instance as you raise your glass and cheer or what may have you um, and then, you know, g getting to work on building those habits and doing the work that you need to do to make those changes in your life happen, uh, or to make that goal that you want to see have happen, happen. Um, and that isn't, that, that's just one type of landscape that you can find yourself in. And it actually might not be the landscape that you're currently in right now. You might not be there. You might not be anywhere near a mountain. You might be in a valley right now uh, with country roads crisscrossing this way and that, um, as I am, uh, that are pointing you in all these different directions. Uh, in fact, that might be the reality of your situation, even if you do find yourself on top of a mountain. You might suddenly find lots of different trails going this way and that, some going over the mountain, some going around it, maybe a tunnel going through it, who knows? But you won't see it if you're stuck on one path. And so cultivating this awareness of possibility, I think is super important. Second thing, this idea of projects and their rhythm. Uh, this one, I think, brings the gravity of the situation back a little bit more. Um, because you could be, you know, going year by year with your life and trying to make changes every now and then and maybe trying to get some project or idea that you have off the ground. Uh, one year and uh, rebooting that effort again the next year and just kind of in this you know this approach to life that I guess assumes that you have a lot of life and you don't really if you think about it in this five-year project window and I rather than call it projects I, I would I would better like to characterize it as as, as good big work it takes about five years to get 
some sort of new good big work that you're trying to get off the ground, off the ground and into something, into like a thing that does something that, you know, touches people or provides them with something or, or whatever. Um, it does take a bit of time to do that. Oh, you can hear fireworks. That's a, oh, listen to that. Yeah, New Year's. <laughs> what a what a year it has been. Oh my goodness, it needs to be a little bit better this next year. Oh my God. Um, so this idea of projects, you have 80 years of life, let's say. Uh, that's kind of a best average situation. Then you're 80, 80 years old when you when you kick the bucket. Um, and let's not divide that by five because that's not quite right. We need to do a bit of math here. You've got the first 20 years of your life, let's say, when you're young and you're still figuring things out and you're uh, a little inexperienced, uh, young and dumb, uh, as the case may be for moi. Well, I mean, not all the time, but I mean, it, it, was, it was a bumpy ride there at times. Um, and so during that first 20 years, you know, if you're lucky and you have your head screwed on, maybe you've, you've got um, one or two, two, my God, uh, projects in the sense that Kevin Kelly's talking about here, like a th this thing, this thing of good big work. Um, uh, but just to be conservative here with our math, let's say zero. So the first 20 years, zero projects, zero good big work. You're just kind of growing up and worrying about first kisses and whatnot. Um, so then that leaves you with 60 years, right? Okay, so let's, yeah, let's divide that by five. That's still pretty good. Uh, uh, uh. There's 60 years, sure. But you got to account for things uh, that are in that in-between time. You know, in those moments where you're in a landscape that isn't necessarily requiring you to scale a mountaintop and shout to the world about the thing that you're doing or whatever it is that you're doing. Um, periods of time where you're regrouping, and this can range from a few months to a few years between projects. Um, so there's that. We should also probably account for major life events like becoming a parent, which, uh, especially if you're a woman, uh, can easily blast a five-year hole in your career, your hobbies, your projects, whatever it might be. Um, uh, yeah, it's, it's a lot of work for women, um, especially uh, given that they birth them uh, and in many cases breastfeed them and so on and so forth. And it, it does uh, take a lot of time and effort to do that even if you do have lots of family and friends support. And so it's easy for something like that to just like take out years and years of time uh, from your ambitions and slow things down a bit. Uh, let's uh, Other life events, I don't know, losing your job. Let's say you get fired or you quit or whatever. Um, uh, or maybe you lose a family member or a close friend. Um, and that devastating window of time it just blows things apart sometimes. Um, uh, or you get sick. You get 
fairly sick. There's all these things that happen in that 60 years that we're talking about here now. Uh, so let's be super conservative um, and tally this. So let's say five years for that in-between transition time stuff between projects and good big work that you're working on. And let's say 10 years for major life events, um, uh, uh, like including getting sick and all of this stuff. 10 years, worst case scenario. Um, and then let's add uh, five years on top of all this, let's say, for being in school or training of some sort. Because for many of us, I think school uh, involves a fair degree of productive drift, you know, where you're still pretty productive, you're in courses and you're doing stuff, but there's no real unifying glue to all of this other than a degree, which, you know, I don't know if that's like necessarily good big work. That's you kind of trying to get the stamp of approval on your, on your back to make you into a nice shiny piece of human capital. Um, so, but you know, maybe it doesn't need to be that way. Uh, but so let's let's tally that. So out of the 60 years, five years for in-between transition time, 10 years for major life events, and another five, let's say, for school. So now that leaves us with 40 years, which if we divide that by five, you get eight projects, eight kind of good, you know, big work things where you're doing something. You're starting a nonprofit or... Uh, uh, you know, a company that you've always wanted to start, uh, a food truck, I don't know, something that's just like tied to your innermost being and you feel it makes a positive impact in your world um, and it also helps pay the bills. Uh, or it doesn't, maybe it's, some, it's an art thing where it's just a practice that you, that you have. Uh, but, but let's be even more conservative here and say that some of these projects, if they work out and they're successful, you'll, you'll maybe want to do them longer than five years. Let's say that happens with one. And let's say that it eats up about 10 years of your life. Uh, uh, you know, let's say 15 years. Be super conservative. So that leaves you with 25 years, 25 years left of this kind of project time that Kevin Kelly was talking about. So that means... In our lives, we have about five of these things, these good, big work projects. Um, and that's me being super conservative. I think being a little less conservative and saying, you know, maybe during school you did stuff um, that was just not kind of doing assignments and things like this. You had side projects while you were working your job. Um, uh, you know, this kind of thing. Uh, and let's say that you had your shit together as a teenager and you did some cool stuff. So let's say then maybe 10 could be a max. So 5 to 10. Let's say 5 to 10. That's how many fingers I have. And... You probably also have five to ten fingers, I hope. Um, <laughs> right now, if I look at my hand, I'd say that I've used at least three of my fingers 
so far. So my best case scenario of 10, I've got seven. Seven things. Seven projects. Assuming I live until I'm 80. Because, you know, you could also die at any moment. Um, <laughs> worst case scenario, I've only got another two left. Uh, and super worst case scenario, zero. Um, but I won't go there right now. Uh, carpe diem. Um, so yeah, consider your projects carefully. If you're at a, if you're at a time right now, it's the new year's, you're about to make resolutions maybe, or thinking about what you want to do differently this coming year. Um, first recognize where you are in the landscape right now is it actually the time to do that um or is it a better time to listen to possibility to listen to the different paths that are in front of you um on the one hand and then on the other hand uh if you are in that place where you're choosing where you're choosing what to do next consider it carefully Consider it carefully. If you're in the midst of one, if you're in the midst of a project right now, consider the time that you've spent in that project so far, in that, in that good big work you've been doing so far, in relationship to this five-year time window. I think it's an interesting mental exercise because it, it helps you see, like, you know, is this, is this something that I want to see happen further than the five-year window? Uh, or would five years be about right? Um, for me, I know this working together thing that I've been doing, uh, I think it's going to be a thing that I do always, uh, and uh, maybe for monetary gain at some point, and at other points not, just as a thing, um, because I think it's it's a good unifying little thing. Um, but I don't know. But that's where I'm at right now. Uh, and so I think, this period of time that we're in right now, it's less about overachieving. It's more about um, stopping so that you can start. It's, that's the negative path that is anti-productivity, I believe. Stopping before you start. Taking the moment to stop before you start. So, for the sake of the earth and all that is rosy-cheeked and good in this world... I implore you to stop doing for a moment and ask yourself some basic orienteering questions before you make any resolutions, goals, visions, or anything like that. So here's some questions that you can ask. Where am I? on the landscape of my life? Am I on the verge of an ascent? A great challenge? Or a whole new thing I want to pursue? Or am I right in the middle of a project? And if so, what's the rhythm of this project? And do I have control over its rhythm? What's the rhythm of it? How, how does this feel? Is it a rhythm I enjoy? Do I have any control over that rhythm? These sorts of questions. Uh, how many five-year projects do I have left in my life? Really? How many? It's not really a lot. What should my pace be 
for these. You know, we're thinking about the rhythm of, of what they feel like. What should my pace be? How should I, how should I mesh or gear with that, that rhythm? Should I be sprinting like mad or walking as the crow flies or just kind of randomly meandering? What should my pace be? And then to ground it even further in reality, what's the actual landscape, the real physical context I exist within? What is it calling me to do or requiring of me? The context. The context is so important. Context controls so much of our behavior and so much of what we do. What is it? And can I change it? Is it easy for me to change that? Because if it is, you might find you're able to make a lot of progress on something you're trying to do by just changing the context, moving into a different neighborhood, quitting your job, breaking up with your partner, whatever it might be. There's all sorts of ways that you can dramatically transform the context, which then in turn dramatically transforms the space of possibility around it. What is this context calling me to do or requiring of me? Is my good big work answering the call? Is it worthy to the task at hand? These are some questions that I leave you now with. Dear listeners, on this New Year's Eve... Oh